Hi, I'm Ariana, and you're listening to The Integrated Self, a podcast for those on their healing journeys, whatever that looks like for you. Not only am I a board-certified holistic health coach, but I'm here to act as a friend and be real with you because we're all going through something. And I want this podcast to be a safe place for you to come to, to not only get advice, but to feel seen and heard. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to episode six. Today, we're going to be talking all about friends and more specifically how to know if your friends are real, if your friends are truly good ass friends. And I think this is such an important topic, especially if you're my age, in your mid-20s, even in your early 30s. I know a lot of people struggle with this. And I'm a firm believer in that you know, everybody that comes into our lives is in our life for a reason, right? Maybe they're coming at the perfect time to help us through something. Maybe they give us advice and insight, and maybe we're supposed to learn something from them. The saying goes, we meet people for a reason, for a season, and for a lifetime, right? And I think we get a lot of anxiety because we think that if our relationships fall apart or if we grow apart from our friends that you know there's got to be some gossip or drama or something that can we can put our finger onto to say that's why we're no longer friends or that's why we don't talk anymore and in reality majority of the time the reasoning is just that you know you have different interests you know you're getting older you're meeting significant others and you don't have as much time for each other you know my example is that I had a really amazing group of friends in college and once we graduated we all went home and we didn't live close to each other and then the pandemic hit and after that you know we all started moving and you know going back to school or moving across the country for some of my friends and so it's really hard to keep these relationships going but also realizing you know what i'm living my life they're living their life it's not like everyone's walking around all the time thinking that something happened and there's a reason and it's your fault or it's their fault and that's just not how it is over the past couple of years i've learned to keep my circle really small for a couple of reasons one being that i have a lot of things on my plate and so it's just not possible for me to entertain and give all of my energy to a large group of people and friends you know i really have enough time for my significant other my close friends and my family and other than that I put all of my energy into myself and into my work and you know that's great but at the same time it's kind of this question it raises this question of what kind of friends do you have why do you love your friends right we want to have a relationship with our friends where we are able to see them and hold space for each other Right. Friends are really this relationship in life that we have where no matter what happens in our personal lives individually, that friend will always be there for you. And I've had experiences with some friends where they only are there for the good times. And when I need them, they don't answer the phone or they, you know, whatever their excuse is, it doesn't matter. And if, if you're in a situation with a friend where they're only there for your low moments and when it comes time that you hit a milestone, you graduated, you had a baby, you whatever, you paid off your debt. I don't know what you're celebrating, but you have something to celebrate and that friend never really shows up, but they're there for you when you're down. 
that's great that they're there for when you're down and you can rely on them for that. But it's almost like this element of jealousy where it's kind of like, why won't you celebrate me with me? Right. And we, it's really possible to get to the point where I have now where I don't need anybody for anything. Anyone that's in my life right now is an added bonus and that I choose to hold there. Like we all hear, you don't need a man, you don't need a woman to complete you, but having a man or having a woman does add a freaking nice bonus, doesn't it? But just having this mentality of like, I got me, I've always got me. And so I'm not putting all of these burdens and these voids that I have to make this other person fill for me. I know how to fill them myself. And so that pressure isn't on the other person in your relationships. And so everyone that I have around me now, I choose to have them in my life. Everyone that's in my life is a choice, especially when I have extra time and I'm like, who do I want to spend this time with? Right? Because time is limited. We don't have as much time as we think we do. And when I do have free time, I'm going to put my energy into people, places, or things that I know deserve my energy. So it's, I'm coming from the perspective of, do you deserve to be my friend? Instead of, I need friends and holding on to people in our life that make us feel like crap, but we're too scared to break off from that relationship, or we have this fear of, well, this is, is, these are my friend groups and this is what I've known my whole life. And it's so scary to, to think about what your life would look like if you didn't hang out with them anymore. Like, what would you do with your time, right? These are all valid questions that I had. And I had to ask myself these things because when we hit the pandemic, we all just graduated. It was such a huge slap in the face and we came home and I didn't have any friends that lived around me at all. My closest friend, actually was a city away but she moved to Texas and all my other girlfriends were like all over the country and doing their own things and so while I had a phone and I could chat them anytime I wanted to it was like I had all the time in the world to focus on me and that's exactly what I did I think when we're little kids and we grow up and we look at you know maybe you're eight or nine years old and you're looking at adults like 30 even 20 right when you're that young you see a 22 year old as an adult and when we look at adults from a child's perspective I at least I can only speak for myself but I always looked at any adult thinking once you're old like once you are 18 plus or you're technically an adult right that you know, you're a good person. I just had this idea of the older you are, the nicer you are. The older you are, the more wisdom you have and the nicer the nicer kind of person you are, if that makes sense. And now that I'm an, a full-ass adult, I have met so many people in different ages, some younger than me, some way older than me, some a little bit older than me, some people who are married, you know, in their mid-30s, you know, whoever it is, And I've met people and adults that act like children. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we have this idea of like, oh, you you make this amount of money or you do this, this and that. And you have kids and you have a husband or a wife that must make you like pretty aware, pretty. You must be a nice person if you have this amount of success and you have a family that you can take care of. And in reality, what I've actually come to learn is that there are many adults kind of walking around and acting like children in the world 
And it can be really hard to face that and have relationships with people when you're older that you would expect and assume that those basic levels of self-respect would be there and they're just not there and the trust is not there and a lot of people kind of act like they're in middle school and they spread a lot of lies and rumors and gossip and it's not enjoyable I think you know that's definitely a middle school high school kind of thing and so if you're doing that in your 20s and 30s That's not that's kind of like a red flag for me and a friend. And by no means, of course, you're thinking, well, you're a girl and you're 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 24, almost 25. Of course, you gossip. I mean, I do, but I don't spread other people's crap around and I don't blatantly destroy somebody and judge them and make a whole conversation up about that person just because I think it's fun. Like things come up and people want to talk about certain things, but I. I have been drawing the boundaries with these people because I'm realizing in the environments where people are gossiping and sharing drama and there's just a definite level of jealousy or whatever it may be, I find myself feeling extremely uncomfortable and extremely like, why are we doing this? Like, I don't want, I wouldn't want, and it's also like if you're with somebody who's gossiping about somebody else to you. And no matter if you know that person or not, now it's kind of like, why would I ever share anything to you then if I know that you're just going to turn around and share it with everybody else? And so I understand that people are going to talk. People are going to have lunch and be like, oh, did you see so-and-so got engaged? Like whatever it is, that's normal conversation. But there's a line where that gets crossed that I've seen happening a lot recently where somebody just mentioned something and then they turn it into a whole bias perspective thing and start assuming things that they just don't know. And they put this story together about somebody and that makes them feel good and like that's it and it's this and he he's like that and that's why they're like this and it's just why and the more and more I come across these situations the more and more I feel so uncomfortable because I just don't want to be around people that do that and I actually had a situation a couple weeks ago maybe it was even months ago it was a while ago where people were talking about somebody to me and I actually really fucking love that person and so it became really awkward where They're gossiping about somebody to me and hadn't even asked me what my opinion of this person is. And so I'm now in this situation of trying to deflect, but to to deflect or defend this person. And it's like, why is this even happening? And so I ended up not saying anything because I needed to test out in these kinds of situations how I'm going to react and behave. And My old self would feel so consumed by the pressure of the conversation and the feeling of, well, if I disagree with their opinion of this person, then I'm going, they're going to think the same about me and then I'm going to be in the same boat and be gossiped about or whatever. And I was in fear of, you know, what would come of that if I spoke up and stood up for someone or said, you know what, I don't think that's the case. And now it's kind of like, I just genuinely don't care. So um, they there was just talk and it's just interesting to me as well how people can just open up and start spewing somebody else's BS and like not even ask the person they're talking to how they feel because what happened in this situation is these people were running their mouths and I was honestly getting embarrassed for them a little bit because I'm thinking 
I love this person and they're going to know by my response because, you know, if I didn't, I would join in and be like, yeah, totally. But my response was I didn't say anything. So they said their shit and they looked at me and I was like, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders. I was like, yeah, like, I don't know what you want me to say. And I, I ended up they're like, well, blah, blah, blah. And I just said, I said, I love them. I love her. I love them. This episode is all about how to know and how to really know that your friends are good ass friends, how to tell who are your real friends. And my number one thing would be pay attention to how your friend talks when you guys are together, right? So if she, if he or she, if they are around you and they're talking about other people, in a way where it's ju- judgmental and, you know, it's not just like, oh, my, my other friend said this and it really hurt my feelings and explaining that, right? There's a very large difference between trying to have a real conversation about something that someone said about you and just bringing up other people and talking shit about them, right? I think we all know the difference between the two. And so I pay attention to how the people I love talk and interact and how they respond to this gossip and to this drama and whatever. Another way to tell that your friends are real friends is, you know, relationships are two-way streets. And so, yes, one of you might be busier than the other at certain times in life. And, you know, we have all these different things going on. So the relationship can't always be perfectly split 50-50, right? Because if you are friends with your friend and they are going through a divorce or they're going through a breakup or, you know, they just got pregnant, you know, whatever the situation is, life happens. And so, you know, you might be giving more of your attention to that person or to that friend because of what they're going through. But in general, relationships are a two-way street. And so as long as you're not the only one reaching out, you're not the only one planning, you're not the only one traveling to see them, right? And they're making an effort, right? It's just the effort on the other person's behalf to hold up their end of the friendship. And so notice, you know, if you have these friends and you're the always the one texting first and making the plans and asking people and, you know, birthdays come around, you're the first person to be like, what are we doing? And, you know, all the things. And then your birthday comes around, what do they do? Right. I've never been a huge birthday person. My family was never like that. And so, but my best friend is, and she loves that. Like, I love my best friend because we are, I would say polar opposites, but not really because when we're together, we're, we very much embody each other's energy. But my best friend is very much like, let's make a big deal out of this. Like, it's your birthday. Let's celebrate you. Like, she wants to give you that affection, that love, like that attention and celebrate you. And so when my birthday comes around, she always makes it a point to come see me around my birthday at some point. Whatever that may look like, it doesn't matter. But she has always made the effort the past three or four years to literally drive up and drop everything And she's a teacher and my birthday's at the end of May. So it's kind of a bad time, but she always makes the effort, right? And so I don't care about the presents she brings me or the things we do or what dinner place we go to. It's the fact that she showed up for me, right? And so then when it comes, her birthday's actually a day and a month after mine. When it's her turn, like I do the same thing. Like I show her the same way. Like I love you. We're celebrating you. I would travel to see her, right? So It's kind of like who's giving and taking more in this relationship, okay? 
the other one, the other way you can tell if if a friend is really your true friend is when are they there for you? Are they there for you in the good times or are they there for you just in the bad times, right? Obviously, everyone's busy. We know that. But if you have a friend that's only coming to celebrate with you and celebrate your good moments, but they're not there for you for the bad times, that's kind of a red flag in my eyes, right? Because it's kind of like, if you're going to be in it with me, you're going to be in it with me. And of course, it's really nice to have a friend to pop a bottle of champagne with, but I can do that for myself. I validate myself and I can always celebrate myself. Having a person extra like adds more energy, adds a connection to this celebration, right? But it's kind of awkward when you're celebrating all these amazing things and the amazing parts of your life with somebody. And then when something goes wrong and you need somebody or you're going through it, that person isn't so quick to get there for you, isn't so quick to answer the phone, you know, doesn't really ask you check in on how you're doing, right? Because that tells me that that person's only just there for possibly the the pictures and the dinners and the drinks and to go have something to do. And that it's not as, that's more important to them than answering when I'm crying and I need a friend, right? There's also sort of this, belief I think we have when we grow up and when we start making friendships in school and we start getting more social as children is that your friend is supposed to be your ride or die and I've said this before and I understand that that's kind of where I was coming from with the other point I was making about 50-50 and you know having a friend that's not only there for you in the highs but also in the lows and when it comes to the whole ride or die situation, I think especially with TV and TV shows, right? The whole ride or die situation teaches us that your friend is always supposed to have your back no matter if you're right or you're wrong. And this could be controversial. Maybe some of you might disagree with me and that's okay. I would love to have this conversation. Like above anything else, I love hearing other perspectives and other people's opinions but my point is that I would rather have a friend that looks at me dead in the face and says, babe, you, you done fucked up there. Then a friend that's like, no, you're perfect. You did nothing wrong. I'm looking for people to call me out on my BS. I'm looking for real friends that are, if I do something or they, I, I say something or I do something that they call me out on that if I'm in the wrong. I want a friend that's going to hold me accountable. I want a friend that cares about my growth and my well-being and wants the best for me. And so if I'm doing something I shouldn't, if I said something or if I don't know how to respond to something and I ask my friend for advice like, oh, do you do you think it was a good idea I sent this text? I want my friend to genuinely be like, no, girl, like you really popped off and I don't think that was the best way to say that. That... Uh, because I let my guard down. I understand that I'm, I'm looking for genuine advice, not someone to just boost my ego, not someone to just tell me I'm perfectly fine as I am. And I know that I am. But genuinely, I want someone who's honest, right? And I think that I've had so many experiences that are so ingenuine, especially in college, where I don't ask for advice from my friends and then I am in a situation where I'm watching two other people argue over something and then I like look at myself like oh my gosh I wonder what they think of me because I didn't ask for their opinion. 
I also think that a friend that's a true friend will always be on your side, especially when it comes to outside influence, right? So when it comes to you coming to your friend with a problem, let's say you go to your friend to vent about your significant other or your mom or your dad or whoever it is, someone that you love, someone you care about, but you're pissed and you have, you just want to vent to them or whatever it is. I think it would be a really bad sign if I started venting about someone that I love and immediately my friend starts bashing that person. I think it's a huge red flag when you have a minor problem or a little obstacle or a little argument that you're trying to speak out on and share with your friend and immediately your friend turns to bashing that person. And this is really important when it comes to speaking on your romantic relationships with your friends because you want that friend to like your significant other. And while everyone goes through ups and downs in relationships, no romantic relationship is always supposed to be perfect all the time. And it's normal to go to your friend and and vent or say, you know what, we're going through something right now and I want to talk about it. Obviously, you're not planning on leaving your significant other. You're just going through a rocky time. And it's a huge red flag when you share and then your friend starts bashing your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever they are to you. Because at the end of the conversation, while you might have gained clarity, now you think that that friend has a bad taste in your mouth when it comes to that person or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Right? Same thing when it goes to talking about your parents or anybody else that you love. If you go and you say, I have a really close relationship with my sister or my brother, but they're doing this and this is what's making me upset and blah, blah, blah. And the first thing your friend starts saying is bashing your brother or your sister. It's like, whoa, 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 that's my brother, you know, and I'm mad at him, but I'm not trying to turn against him and, and you know, whatever the situation is. And a real friend, I think, in my opinion, would listen, hear you out and validate your feelings but also kind of give you the real side of the story and kind of point you in the right direction as well as validating you. So if I go to my best friend and I'm venting about my significant other or I'm venting about my parents to her, she'll hold space for me. She'll be like, I'm so sorry you're going through that. You know, like you're right, all of the blah, blah, blah. And she'll go off and say, I understand why you feel this way, right? We, we want someone that validates our feelings. But like I said earlier, I also, valid, I also value a friend that, that could point out something that maybe I'm not seeing when I'm talking to her about that. I think sometimes we go to friends just to vent. And communication is so important as well. So if you are going to your friend with an issue, what are you looking for? Maybe have that in your mind before you start opening up about it because what could happen is you venting and all you really want, all you want is that friend to just validate you and just listen and say, yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry you're going through that. Or are you looking for advice? Are you genuinely like, I don't know what to do. I need you to help me, right? That's, that's more so I need advice from you. So kind of ask yourself what you want and how your friend responds to you. 
do, do they hold space for you? Do they ask you questions? Do they check in on you? Can you trust them with what you're telling them? And can they point out certain things to you? Do you have enough comfortability in your relationship with this person and vulnerability where you both can get to the place where she can tell you or he can tell you, hey, I understand you're mad at your your dad, but didn't you just say that he was going through something with work? Maybe that's why he's so stressed out lately and maybe it's not your fault, right? That's helpful. I think that perspective is helpful. It's just important to know like what kind of friend do you want? What kind of communication are you looking for? You know, and then have a mutual understanding with that friend. I think communication in all aspects of life, whether it's work, your romantic part relationships, your friends, family, doesn't matter. Communication is so important. And by communicating specifically how you feel or what you're looking for in a conversation can help guide the conversation instead of, you know, possibly you venting and receiving advice and you didn't want it. And so now you're mad at that friend and then you assume they're taking the other person's side. No, 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 none of that's happening. You just didn't communicate how you, what you want from this conversation. What do you want the outcome of this conversation to be, right? So the way that I know and I can tell if a friend is truly a good ass friend, a good person is if they check up on me, you know, and if I'm checking up on them, if I If something happened and I call them, do they pick up the phone? Do they, can I trust them with the information that I give them? Or are we sometimes in situations with our friends where they're now spilling other people's BS and now you're sitting next to them thinking, I wonder if she spills my crap too. And then the whole the just genuine honesty that we want from people and relationships. Do you want a friend that's going to have your back and boost you up whether you're right or in the wrong? Or do you want a friend that's going to call you out when you're wrong? With love, of course. You know, I love, I think the best friendships I have right now are because these friends are honest. I can count on them. I trust them with all of my being. And they don't have time to talk or care about everybody else's BS. And I kind of want to go a little bit into what to do if you realize that you're kind of growing apart from friends. Because while I'm talking about the signs or the green and the red flags of what a true friend could look like, or even just asking yourself and getting yourself into a mentality of asking you, like, what kind of friend do you want? What are you looking for in a friend? I think that one of the things to acknowledge is that it's very common, like I was saying in the beginning of this episode, to grow out of a relationship for no reason. There doesn't really have to be a reason. And I've felt that many times before. I've had friends that I don't just get along with in general. And so I kind of distance myself from them. And then over time, we just aren't friends anymore. I have friends where, you know, they they have disrespected me and they have proven to me that I can't trust them. And so I distance myself from them and now we're not friends anymore. Right. So it's, it doesn't have to be a reason. There's sometimes we just graduate or we move or we start doing something in our life and we're busy. And then before you know it, you just haven't caught up with this person in a while. And then you grow out of, you grow apart. 
or you develop different interests over time or you move somewhere or you have different work schedules and things just don't line up and that's okay I think that I used to think I need to maintain all of these friendships that I have right now I have to keep them going I have to keep the pot hot right and it's like no you don't right especially if those people aren't reaching out to you it's like, why, why are we putting our, this pressure on ourselves to maintain and make sure all these things are working out when in reality, the, these people aren't showing us that we're equally as important to them? Just by evaluating and watching how people act and behave around other people and how often they check up on you or like if you post something on social media and something happened or like you broke a bone or whatever it is and people reach out it's like okay those either you know they could be reaching out just because they want tea they want to know what happened to you but it's kind of like okay who sees that post and then immediately texts you or calls you and it says hey I just saw your post your kid's sick or is everything okay do you need anything that's a real ass friend right there you know what I mean so it's normal to fall out of relationships with people and not have a reason why or know why. But my biggest piece of advice when it comes to being friends with people and then realizing, wait, like in situations or just through text or just over time kind of thinking about those relationships and coming to, to the conclusion of, I don't really vibe with this person anymore. Last time we saw each other was really like the last straw. They did this, this and that. You know, or you've just had conversations with these people multiple times and nothing's really changing and you're kind of at this standstill where you're not happy like you used to be in the relationship. My biggest thing would just be A, to communicate and have a conversation if you want to, or if you're just mentally checked out to the point where you're like, I just don't really want to see this person anymore and I, or I don't really want to see this person that much or I can only tolerate them when X, Y, and Z are the conditions, then make sure that those are the conditions in which you see that person. Or you make sure that, you know, you're mentally in the place to tolerate that from them. Or honestly, you could just stop talking to them. I think a lot of people think that you're a bad guy if you just stop reaching out. And it's kind of like, well, I stopped reaching out and you stopped reaching out too. So it's not just me. And as also, you can stop reaching out and not have to explain yourself. We have this idea in our head when we choose to leave a relationship that we have to explain why. And maybe you feel like you need that. But if we're just, I'm, I'm not talking about a relationship with a with you married to your husband for 10 years and you just walking out and not explaining anything I'm talking about a friendship where you know things have been on and off and you know you've had issues or you're just coming to the realization that you don't get along with this person anymore or you don't really have anything to talk about then stop hanging out with them maybe don't offer to make plans just don't make the plans if they text you that's okay to text back but you can just slowly form these boundaries over time we don't when we set boundaries like this and we want to kind of create a different kind of vibe in a relationship we don't have to outwardly announce that so if normally you have a group chat going on and you and all your friends are in the group chat and you're kind of sitting there like I just don't want to be around for all of these things anymore I kind of want to go out on my own or I started working and now I don't have the time to meet up with them anymore or whatever it is 
you can still be present in the group chat, answer questions or say stuff when you want. But the more that you kind of dwindle down your interaction with them, it's kind of that's your like that's the boundary right there. The boundary is that they don't have as much access to you as they once did. If they have an issue with that, or if it comes to the point where they ask you like, hey, wh what's going on? Like you're not around as much or you, you're not in the group chat anymore, whatever it is, then answer. Say, yeah, honestly, I'm just really busy and I don't really know what to say or I don't resonate with what we talk about. Whatever it is, speak your truth. Speak your truth. You, you didn't do anything wrong. You're not a criminal. You're okay. You're making decisions for yourself. This is self-love. Sometimes we have to walk away from people that actually take our energy away and run away with it instead of pouring it back into the relationship with us. And if that's the case, you have the absolute right to walk away or to not engage as much anymore. And that doesn't mean that now we're in this energy of F that person, F them, it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. It's none of that. You have the right to walk away whenever you want to. And you don't have to make it a big scene. You don't have to say anything. It can be really gradual. I think what happened when my relationships kind of fell, fell off a little bit with my girlfriends from college was we just graduated and we were in a pandemic. So we weren't living together texting about all these things anymore. We didn't, we didn't hang out really anymore. So there's really our text messages kind of just stopped being as frequent and then you know with life and us getting jobs and going back to school we were just busy so we just kind of talked when we could and that's it none of us held each other to these expectations and we all understood like it's life you know and we it doesn't mean that we don't love each other it doesn't mean that we don't want each other to do well and that we're not curious about what the other person's going through but we just don't talk anymore as much anymore and I think that's normal and I think it's awesome that all three of us can sit and be like, you know what, like, that's just how it is. And we actually got on a FaceTime call a couple weeks ago and it was so funny because we hadn't seen each other in like three years. And so that was so fun. But it was normal. Like, it felt like we just snapped right back into our relationship three years ago. And you know, it's not like, oh, we just FaceTime. So now we have to keep this going. Like, no, we all have our own lives. You only have X amount of time available in the day. And so why are you spending it with friends that aren't showing you the love that you have for them? Aren't showing up for you when you show up for them, right? Aren't showing you like trust people's actions, trust what people are saying out loud. That's the biggest indicator. So I hope that you guys learned a lot from how to tell how you're, what friends are real, what friends you can trust, what friends you can really count on, what are the signs, what are the red flags and the green flags of true friendship, knowing that friends can come and go and that's normal in life, and also realizing that your age does not say shit about your maturity because I had to learn that the hard way. I kind of just blatantly trusted adults because I grew up under the condition, the conditioning paradigm of like trust your elders or, or no, what is it? Um, respect your elders. And of course we all understand that phrase of, you know, have respect for everybody. I think that goes without saying respect elders, hold the door open for them, blah, blah, blah. That's what I was taught. But I was also taught like elders know what's best. People older than you know better than you do. And that's not true at all because I've had relate, I've been in times or met people where I'm like, okay, they're older than me. So I need to submit to them. 
And then I would feel so small because what this person's what five years older than me and then come to find out that they're way immature, gossiping, talking shit about other people, you know, have a negative attitude about life and others around them. And I'm like, okay, this is not how I thought life was going to be. I thought once you were an adult, you were supposed to be nice and mature, but apparently that's not the case. And it really isn't. And I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm here to be real with you. Because I was, I was raised a, under a lot of conditioning paradigms that aren't true. And so when I had this awakening to the holistic world and mental health and wellness and self-transformation, a lot of my mentality was challenged and it made me feel fucking crazy because I'm thinking this person is older than me, but they treat me like shit. But since they're older than me, I have to go along with it. And that's a huge thing that I would think, literally. And I believed it so true to my bones because that's how I was raised. And I would always, I was such a people pleaser. That's a huge people pleasing tendency right there. And so it's kind of like, I need to take care of myself no matter who I'm talking to, no matter how old they are, no matter how much money they make too. That's another thing is like people with money, you're supposed to like bow down to them because they're successful and that's supposed to mean that they're really smart and intellectual and know more than me. It's like, okay, you might know more than me in business, but you treat and walk around and treat everyone else like a freaking servant. So I don't really know if I even want to take advice from someone like you anyway. You know what I mean? I love this podcast because I can like speak whatever I want on here and it's so refreshing. As you can probably tell, I just have so much to say on so many different topics and I've been so quiet for so many years as I've been going through all these things and not only that, but building my business, working with clients, seeing these situations and relationships play out in their lives, giving me more insight into mine and like my work. And so I love this platform because I can speak in long-term, long-form content and you can't really do that on anywhere else. TikTok is only three minutes and I always feel rushed and so I love being able to talk about these topics in a longer form and say everything that I want to say about them and it just feels like my own little space that I've created that you guys can come to and feel safe and get real tea. Like I'm not here to be a coach and say everything's love and light all the time and everything's great, blah, blah, blah. Like these are, these are real things. These are real issues and we're all going through something. And so I just really want this podcast to be a really safe place for you guys to come and feel like not only do you get advice or maybe new perspective shifts, but also feel like you're talking to a friend, talking to somebody that is real. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode all about how to know and how to tell what friends are real, what friends are true and there for you. No questions asked, no if, ands, or buts. And I'm so happy that you guys came back for episode six. Next week, we're going to be talking all about boundaries. So episode seven is going to be all about boundaries and kind of busting some myths about boundaries and obviously sharing how to set boundaries and my experience with that as well. So I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you next week again for episode seven.